Wittins, I have to go take care of some family business. It appears one in the flock is not respecting the sanctity of the family name. I'll give him one last chance. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadriel. Leave me alone, Merida. Go away. Well, now you're just being immature. Just come with us. You're being more difficult than it needs to be. No. I think you need to be more cautious. Come with us. We'll head as soon as possible, prepared and ready. As soon as possible. Merida, we need to have a little chat, you and I. I don't like the way you've done your business with me. I'm calling your dead in due. Now. And then at the very bottom, it's signed Sneed. Tajmil, Lord Falcom, you both notice this guy who's like flashing a hand signal your way. Tajmil, you recognize this guy. And Falcom, with two fives, I'm going to say that you notice Tajmil looking at him and see the spark of recognition. He's going to walk up beside... Tajmil, he's going to lay his arm across him and say, Thanks for the help out there, Tajmil. I hope everything will continue to go as planned, and he's going to squeeze his shoulder. This is the Bead of Atium, and your just reward for serving the city of Elendal so well. Uh, Lord Falcombe's going to stretch out his hand and uh, grab it, if he can. Falcombe, in your head you hear... You know what must be done with all ATM. Tony would probably lock up the ATM at this point and then, like, let Falcone know, I'm just going to keep this here. Hey, wait a minute. I'm getting kind of concerned that you guys are going to cut me out of this uh, deal. Why, why would you just give him a combination to it? But you see, like, in the distance, like, right next to the cave, there's this large mist race. And Fluffles, from the corner, comes over and starts to eat the rotting carcass. Right behind Tony, Fluffles kind of crawls his way out into the open mists, and then the other giant mist wraith kind of follows behind him. You've got a little train behind you. You want to bring a mist wraith on my boat? Two mist wraiths. You want to bring two mist wraiths on my boat? What in the bloody hell is wrong with you? Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me on the 17th Shard Forums as Fifth of Daybreak. And with me, I have the rest of the Lost Legends. I am John. I go by Clovermite on the forums, and I play Tony Darkomancy. I'm David, and I play Lord Falcone. My name is Brian, and my character goes by the name of Tajmil. I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. Everyone is standing on the shore. There is a gangplank leading down towards you, and you have two mist wraiths, one fairly large and one fairly small. All right, guys, let's go. And Tony just, like, motions to the mist wraiths and, and walks up and looks back and tries to, like, keep waving to them to coax them up. Merida's going to follow, follow after him and just, like, start sketching... 
the Miss race and start, like, furiously writing notes. Tony, why don't you give me another Allomancy roll to uh, see if you can bring them onto the boat? I got a pair of fours and a nudge. It hits Fluffles right in the feels, <laughs> and Fluffles starts slowly coming up the gangplank towards you. And then the other one's going to kind of start to follow, and then as soon as he gets to the wood, it's going to make this like weird squelching noise, and Fluffles is going to stop midway up the gangplank. Does the captain have any more vittles? <laughs> uh, it's a different captain, but I assume he should have some food on, on board. Tony's going to ask him if he has any, like, meat and try and, like, lay little breadcrumbs of, of food to bribe them up, like E.T. style. <laughs> I thought you had these things trained, and you're, you're just, oh, they're going to eat me out of ship and harbor. <laughs> but he, he hands you, a, um, like, a, a piece of chicken. Genuine Rosharan chicken. <laughs> so Tony Tony starts like ripping off small pieces of the chicken and then like laying it down uh you know bit by bit to do breadcrumbs up into the hold. Fluffles forgets his earlier anxiety of leaving his friend behind and follows up into the ship. This other mistwraith is going to start slithering up the gangplank, but as he goes up, he's going to like envelop the board with his body. And it's almost like somebody wrapping their arms and legs around a wire to climb around it. And it's going to do that and just travel up up it that way, almost making it a part of his body. <laughs> Me. What is it doing to my ship now? That stuff isn't cheap, you know. Tony is going to, like, reach out and, and try and um, riot the Wraith's sense of calmness and relaxation and letting go. Uh, give me another roll. <laughs> I got a nudge, but no other pairs. Yeah, it's it's going to stop halfway up, just like where uh, Fluffle stopped. And it's kind of like tasting the board where the first piece of meat was. Uh, Tajmil and Falcom, you guys are still on the shore, and there is this giant mistwraith shish kebab in between you and the ship. All right. Well, I probably would just uh, jump, jump past it and get on the boat myself. Give me a steel pushing roll. Steel push. So how much is that? Five dice. Five dice. All right. I got two sixes, a two, a one, and a four. Do you want to spend those two sixes to re-roll the rest of your dice? What do they equate to? You have to roll a pair of something that aren't sixes, and then the house rule I picked up from Gen Con is if you have a pair of nudges, you can use those to re-roll everything other than what you spent. Okay, so re-roll so three. So just roll three. All right, I just got a one and two and a three. So you go and you shoot your coin underneath you, but unfortunately you shoot it into the riverbank. <laughs> and as soon as it hits there, it like takes a weird turn into the mud and skews sideways, and so you kind of, like, fly forward, more forward than up, and hit yourself on the side of the ship and fall into the river. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, the sharks! At that point, Lord Falcone's gonna jump in. Well, slug a, a vial first, 
and uh, jump into the river and go try and catch Tom. Um, wait, I got a kind of a quick question on that. What if I use my fate to just redo that whole thing? Um, I don't know if you completely... You, you are recovered. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you want to. Uh, never mind. If I just fell in the water, it's not really that big a deal other than bragging rights. Yeah, you could always try and push yourself up out of it again. All right, that's a pair of fives and three nudges. There we go. <laughs> I leap from the shore, springing out with like a perfect dive, and uh, I catch him and catch a hold the side of the ship, because I'm sure there's some kind of current, right? Well, with, with fives and sixes, I'll let you just like throw him onto the ship and then launch yourself up after him. How big is this ship? Like, I guess it's a river trawler, so it's well, like... Well, and uh, Tajmil's kind of puny. You you got literally the best roll you can. Alright, so yeah, I just chuck him. Then I just start climbing up the side of the ship. Get on that way. Ignoring the the Mistwraith gangplank problem. Alright, now that you're all up <laughs> here, what are we doing about that thing? Tony is gonna like come back and, and do more of the chicken thing. Do another one for the other Mistwraith. We're going to say that, like, once it got splashed by Tajmil falling into the water, it kind of, like, you see, see how it constrict on itself and, like, grab tighter onto the board, and it doesn't even move for the chicken. So it's just stuck there. Lord Falcom's going to walk up to the gangplank, look at Tony, say, I'm sorry. And he's going to flip the gangplank off with the Mistwraith and the everything just into the water. Give me another physique roll. I'm still juiced. Okay, that's another pair of fives and two sixes. All right, yeah, so you flip this off, and then it lands on the shore, and you see, like, in midair, the way that you were able to, like, flip it around, that it somehow made it so the Mist Wraith doesn't get hurt at all, because we've done far too much emotional damage, at least, to Mist Wraiths in this show already. Yeah, I didn't want to hurt it. That's kind of why I was trying to aim it into the water, where there wouldn't be splattage. I don't know. Can Miss Ray swim? I don't know, and we're not going to find out. You flip it onto the land, <laughs> and it's totally fine. Nothing happened to this poor, poor Miss Wraith other than you kidnapped its new adopted son. <laughs> no! And just, like, over the side of the boat reaches his hand out. It kind of, like, stretches a bone towards you. Oh, <laughs> Tony said. Onward. Let's get out of here. With that, I think that we can go ahead and jump forward a little bit. Uh, no reason to, unless you guys wanted to do some role-playing on the way back to the city. Uh, one last thing. Tony is going to, like, throw the chicken overboard to the Mistwraith, so at least he gets a meal out of it. All right, give me a physique roll. Nothing. It, it flops into the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tony's just going to go down to Fluffles <laughs> and console himself with petting him. <laughs> Uh, does anybody want to do any role-playing, or are we okay to just uh, time-shift back to the city? Well, Merida's going to glare at Tajmil and just kind of go to the back of the boat and just keep writing notes as she's staring at the mystery to get everything she can. I'm going to probably stand there flipping coins. All right, now who's going to pay for that gangplank? Those things aren't cheap, you know. I point at Tony. I just point at him. <laughs> well, plus, Tony's got the money, I mean... Yeah, Tony just nods his head. Uh, Tony and Falcom, go ahead and heal another health. We're going to say that a day passes, but we're not going to give Tony any of his standings back yet. 
since he hasn't gotten back to the city from what he spent these on. Uh, night passes. Uh, you make it back to the city with no problems. We'll get to the dock and say that you don't have any problems. Like, just I assume that Tony would probably be carrying Fluffles through the city. Yeah. Yeah, and worse, we'll say he's not too heavy, even though you're, you know, beaten within inches of your life. You're able to do this, no problem. Uh, and you guys... Of course, first he up. tries to put hit Fluffles in the hat, and only gives up after that, after several tries. We'll, we'll even say that, like, you put him in the hat, and then try to put the hat on, but it's more like Fluffles is riding on your head, and he's wearing <laughs> the hat. Oh, love it. Tony's really happy about this. <laughs> He's just, like, beaming as he's walking down the street with uh, wearing fluffles as a rabbit hat. (laughs) When you guys get back, it's getting towards afternoon, so even the late stragglers are coming through, buying everything they need to buy. Uh, It's the city's still not completely built yet. Uh, It has been 20 years, and so there are, like, permanent storefronts and things like that for the people who really had things organized and knew what they wanted to do and had a set skill set. Uh, but then there's also just a whole bunch of little, like, shanty pop-up uh, areas where people are, like, bartering for food that they've grown or all sorts of different basic tools since they're, uh, the manufacturing has really just started to get going. And so people are trying to barter for tools that they had left in the um, caverns that they were transported to the area from, as well as new tools and really, most of the area is just kind of this ramshackle, things go up and come down at the everyday. Okay, so it's just kind of like a farmer's market, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, or like a flea market or something like that. Um, I mean, I would try and pickpocket some people if it's got still, you know, it's starting to slow down a little bit. But, you know, I'm a master pickpocket. That's the best one. I can isolate my, my mark and, and make my... Make my mark on my mark. So four die. Uh, plus two, one for your quick hands and one for your thief. All right, sweet. All right, I got uh, one and two threes. Or wait, two ones and two threes, a two and a six. All right, your two threes and a nudge beats out my twos and a nudge. So um, let's give you something interesting. We're going to say that you stole a purse, and while there wasn't any money in it, there was, uh, there was a secret, add to your secrets known, and put trade dealings for House Ladrian. Dun 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 dun. Breeze is still alive at this point, right? Oh, absolutely. The plot. I can't wait for him to have a cameo. I got to practice my, uh, my graphic audio voice. All right, as uh, Tajmil disappears for a quick minute through the marketplace, you happen to hear uh, one of the town criers yelling out, The Saviors of the City! And you hear your names in succession uh, being proclaimed to everyone in the area. Tony immediately, like, pipes up and heads straight towards that. (laughs) Yeah, Merida's gonna follow with a really suspicious look. Uh, Falcom, Tajmil, how are, or Tajmil, you're already doing something. So, Falcom, how do you react to this? Uh, I would go ahead and head straight home, back to the hideout. Uh, so, Tony, what is it that you're doing? He's listening to see if the guy is elaborating and giving a story, and waiting for the most convenient moment to step up. Well, yes, 
we we have returned and basically jump up next to the crier and then start waving at people and inducing them towards admiring him. Okay, uh, we'll say you weren't far, very far away from him. And so, you know, the saviors of the city, in less than two days, they managed to bring back the metallurgist who had been kidnapped by the other city. And now he has been returned to us safe and sound. And that's when you jump up. Immediately, Tony starts, like, waving. You wouldn't imagine what happened, and he starts exaggerating everything, talking about when he fell in the river and Merida had to save him from the sharks, and just completely making stuff up that didn't happen. How he faced off against 20 pewter arms and came out alive with only this this limp leg. What's what's that on his head? Oh my god, is that a mist wreath? I think it's eating him! And immediately, like, a, a chaos breaks out, and, like, everybody starts scattering away from you. And Tony's like, no, no, it's Fluffles. He's friendly, see? And he holds up Fluffles and starts rioting their sense of affection. <laughs> All right, give me a rioting roll. I just got a pair of ones and a nudge. You can go ahead and add in an extra for your spectacle and misdirection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, didn't don't I specialize in crowds, too? For your actual um, rioting roll, it won't give you extra dice. But I don't think there'd be enough people in the crowd to where you'd necessarily need it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Unless you're trying to hold, like, everybody's attention. All right, I just got another nudge, so I'm going to spend those to re-roll the other four. Okay. And I got a pair of fives and two nudges. (laughs) All right, so everybody, like, just stops, and they look over at each other like, Oh, yeah, Fluffles, how did I forget about him? (laughs) He's like, I don't know. He's the best mist rabbit in town. In fact, I think he's the only mist rabbit in town. And he starts passing him around Ooh. and encouraging everyone to give him a pet or a hug. And and then he starts going on about the how traumatically he was separated from Fluffles. But luckily, him and his brave compatriots convinced the river captain to come on down. And we rescued him from being kidnapped by another mist wraith. Wow. And then, then basically, Tony just just keeps going and going as long as people are, like, listening. Merida and uh, Falcom, how do you react? I'm gone. Oh, Falcom's gone. Tajmil, you'd, you'd be free by this point. Yeah, I'd probably stand there and just admire the whole, the whole thing unfolding and <laughs> the ridiculousness of it. And Merida? So Merida's gonna, um, just gonna turn on her tin and kind of just walk around the crowd looking at everyone, like, trying to see for anyone suspicious, because it seems... The situation seems sketchy to her. Um, hmm. Hadn't planned on it, but let me see what my dice say. Uh, you actually recognize somebody in the crowd from, uh, the group that jumped you back in episode one. Uh, and he's, like, glaring at Tony, but he's not really doing anything. Okay. Is Tajamil around where I can see him, or no? Yeah, I'm talking to this guy that's trying to sell me... Flex seal. Sonichu picks you. But I do I know where he is? Yeah, you, you probably you you probably kept an eye on him, and you'd be able to just uh, like pick out his voice with your uh, tin tray. Okay, I'm gonna go and grab Tajmil and like pull, try to pull him over to behind where the guy is stealthily, and just like point at him and like put my finger on my mouth to like shush. 
Uh, Brian, give me a wits roll. That's four dice. Four dice. Four dice. I got two fives. All right, you definitely remember him. What do I remember about about him? He was one of the guys that you hit with a coin, and he fell off a roof. Oh, okay. All so right. Merida's with Toshmol and Toll is gonna come up to the guy and clap her hand on his sh- shoulder and be like, "I remember you. What are you doing here?" And we're gonna pause it right there, and we're gonna jump over to Lord Falcombe who has just gotten back to the hideout at Tony's place. Uh, I am assuming you just let yourself in? Yeah, I assume, like, the... there's Is there household staff there? Yeah, there's some servants. Okay, they knew they know me. They know I'm allowed in the house, right? So yep. I'd go in and probably grab a fresh change of clothes that I probably kept there and some All right, food. you enter the, the residence... And you go past the main entryway into the dining room area before where all of your quarters would be. And you see a woman sitting at the head of the table uh, with a tray of fruit in front of her uh, writing on a piece of parchment. And she looks up at you. And then, John, would you like a chance to uh, give a narration of what Tony's mother looks like? Oh, I hadn't thought too much about this. Okay. Um, she has her hair up in a bun, like the power bun kind of a thing. She's wearing clearly very, very fashionable noble clothes, but, but leaning oh, more God. towards business side rather than like a lady trying to impress a suitor. She's got a very stern look on her face, like the kind of look that, that says she hasn't like given someone a soft word in probably over 10 years. And you imagine that that extends to her husband as well. And I guess I would say that she has um, blondish hair, but it's starting to gray a bit. Uh, she's going to look over towards uh, Lord Falcombe. Hello. I assume you must be one of Alphonse's new friends. Tony? Do you mean Tony? And she, like, rolls her eyes in the most condescending way she can. I did not give him that name at birth. His name is Alphonse. <laughs> Al? Okay, I'll try and remember that. And who might you be? I am Lady LaRue of the great house LaRue. Did he not tell you of his noble heritage? Uh, no, <laughs> he just happens to have money, it seems, <laughs> but... He never really talked about where he's come from. Well, I can assure you, all of that money comes from me and his father, the great Lord LaRue, who unfortunately is not here with us right now. Such a pity. And I'm Lord Falcone. It's good to meet you. I would step in at this time. I'm sure. Oh, no, you're not here. Oh, I'm not? Nope, you're still in the town square. Oh... Do you know when Alphonse might be returning? I have important business to discuss with him. I'm sure you know your son's chaotic nature. Uh, We were split from each other because he had a uh, chance for showmanship, as you should say. So he'll be back shortly, I'm sure. Ah, I didn't have the vegetable carts out. Very well. You're dismissed. And she, like, waves at you and makes it clear that you're supposed to go away now. I'll give her a little bow. You know, proper, but not not as deeply as she probably would deserve. And I'd go change my clothes and 
hang out in whatever room I have. With that, we will jump back over to uh, Merida. Tony, why don't you give me a wits roll? All right. I forget what my wits are. That is two. Oh, so like my best trait. All right. I got a one and a six. So nothing. All right. Yeah. You have no idea that uh, Tajmil and Merida are like out trying to apprehend this guy. Yeah. Let me, let me add, if you don't mind, for Fluff. Tony's now like describing what Fluffle's favorite foods are to the crowd. He's a vegetarian. He likes all of the meat. <laughs> exactly. Merda, I want you to give me a physique roll. <laughs> it's gonna fail. I got a one and a six. Alright, you got a nudge, which beats his uh, absolute nothing. Oh, wow. So, he tries to jerk out of your grasp, and you just kind of, like, with fast as a lick, just, like, go and grab his other shoulder and keep him rooted there. <laughs> Hey, let me go. I got nothing to do with you. What are you doing here, lady? Leave me alone. Oh, you have nothing to do with us, huh? Then why are you staring at my friend over there? No, not staring. That's the wrong word. How about glaring? Want to tell me what you really mean? Freak's got a mistwraith on his head. What do you think I'm supposed to do? Bow and call him lord? No, but usually you don't glare at them. You run away in fear. I think you're a little too fearless right now. I think that he might be eaten by a mist wraith, and he's just pretending. It's trying to eat us all. Get on our heads, suck our brains out. How about that? <laughs> you sound like an idiot. Smarter than him. <laughs> he points towards Tony. And, and we'll say, like, he's, he, like, stops for a second, and that's when he hears, he's a vegetarian. He likes chicken. He's just like, yeah, smarter than him. <laughs> Meredith is just going to shake her head and just, like, look at Tajmil and just, like, point to him and shrug her shoulders. Like, what am I supposed to do with him? Well, don't look at me. This is your your own social situation. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay, she's going to turn back to him and be like, you may be smarter than him, but you're still an idiot. And I have my eye on you, so you better watch out or you'll get a beating like before. Uh, he is going to glare at you before he just takes off running down the street. Tony, Tajmil, Merida, anything else you want to do before heading back? Nope. Nope. He would basically just talk until nobody can stand him anymore. Yeah, Merida did what she wanted to do. Tajmil, give me a wits roll. So, three? Four. Four. Add one more dice for your thief. Okay. Alright, I got two sixes, two threes, and two. Alright, you, uh, uh, Merida, give me a wits roll as well. Okay. And Tony, if you want to, you can, but I don't expect much from your two. Oh, I'm doing it. I got two sixes, a four, and a five. Nothing, got a one and a four. Tajmil, you notice another one of your gang urgently giving you the let's meet sign. I would probably, do I recognize this person immediately? Are yeah, they close yeah, to me? He's, he's he like a... Uh, down an alley that you happen to glance down. But, I mean, is he, like, a normal-level guy, or is he, like, a... He, you've only got a couple underlings, so you definitely recognize them all by, like, face and build. Gotcha. Okay, I think that I'd slank down that alley, see what see what's going on, and try and slip away unnoticed from the rest of the people. Obviously, I don't want them to know about my bitching and stuff. So, do I? is there a way for me to do this and get away from... Um, Merida? That just depends on how creative you are with it. All right. 
what how are you trying to get away I'm going to be like, uh, just try and slank away. I'm going to take my bird out. And I'm going to say, Merida, can you do me a favor? I really got to go uh, use the ladies room. Could you watch after my bird for a minute? But as I'm handing the bird to her, I'm going to rip a feather off. So it starts squawking and causing problems. It, it, it's, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to, I guess, be very uh, open to not giving away this bird. I'm pretty much going to hand it off and, and walk away as it starts this big squawking thing. <laughs> you know. All right. Give me a uh, physique roll plus one. So we'll say that's a four. Four. All right, I got two three, or actually three threes and a five. Give me a wits roll real quick, Merida. Plus your ten, if you're still burning. Yeah, I'm still burning. What's that? Plus two? Be a nine. Oh, wow, okay. Because you get plus five to your wits. Should I have done that before, then, with the perception? Maybe. Probably. I have two twos, two threes, um, two fours, and a six. Alright, you do notice the feather come away in Tajmil's hand as he, like, flicks it up his sleeve, but you immediately have this bird in your face that's, like, flapping and squawking and trying to peck you. Well, she's gonna get pissed, and she's gonna, like, try to step away from it, and if it keeps following her, she's gonna get out her dueling cane and start hitting at it. Jesus. (laughs) We are so awful to animals on this show. Meredith's Mira doesn't care about anyone but herself. <laughs> we're we're gonna say as soon as like you let go of it, it starts like flapping around and like flying in the immediate area, yelling "Achtung, Achtung!" <laughs> I just look up at it and keep walking. Well, she's gonna get pissed and look at Tajmila and try to follow him. I'm I'm long gone by that point. Is he? Like as soon as I hand it to her, I pretty much um. Well, you know, furious mom power walking. I do that for a few moments, and then I'm into a full sprint. Tony is immediately distraught at seeing Fluffles' best friend in distress, so he starts holding Fluffles up to the bird and trying to chase it down to comfort it. <laughs> Are you trying to eat Sanshu with Fluffles? Because that's not cool, bro. I'm not, I'm not there to stop it, but I'm just telling you morally <laughs> that's not, not right. <laughs> Poor Sanachu, like, if if the second story arc isn't about how he's been spiked, gained sentience, and is seeking his revenge, we're doing this podcast wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of damage. Well, since Tajmil is gone, and the bird is the only lead, and it's not attacking her anymore, she's going to follow the bird at, like, a safe distance. Um, let's do a physique versus physique. Tajmil, add one for your stealth acrobatics. And so okay. four for Tajmil, two for Merida. Four. I got two sixes. Oh. I she gets got a re-roll two sixes, though, a she? three, and a one. Do I get to re-roll them? No. <laughs> okay. Because you'd spend those two. So you glance back over your shoulder, and you see that Merida is like at a dead sprint chasing after you, with uh, Sonichu circling around above Tony's head, Tony holding up Fluffles towards him. All right, I'm going to have to coin shot then to get get rooftop. And like, as I do this, the guy that my thieving partner, like, I just get, he, he is there like sight. an, he's out of, he's out of sight. Like he, he kind of like ducked towards the end of the alley as soon as he saw you running okay. towards him. So uh, just give me a 
Coin shot roll plus one for your stealth acrobatics. So six dice. Six. All right. All right. I got two fives, two threes, a one, and a two. All right. Yeah. You flip up over the top of this building and run to the other side. And we'll say you drop down, take the long way around, and meet back up. Merida, you see this happen, but give me a wits plus 10 roll and make it really good or you're going to lose him. Okay. Oh boy. Needs to be some face music now. So I have two threes, two fours, two ones, and a six. Yeah, I set the difficulty at five, so. You you hear him drop down on the other side of the building, but Mm -hmm. by the time you circle around to where he is, he's gone. That sucks. We're going to leave Falcombe just chilling back at home until people can reconnect with him. We're going to put Tajmil on the back burner and then do Merida and Tony right now. All right. Well, Merida's going to go back to the loud squawking of Sonic Chew and like walk up to Tony and be like, well, I'm pissed at Tajmil now, so we're not cool with him. Okay, Tony? Tony, give me a charm roll real quick. Charm? Okay. Four. Four. Got a pair of threes and a nudge. All right, Sonichu is sitting on your hand, and you're, like, kind of cooing at him. Like, who's a good bird? And, like, nuzzling him with your head, and he's nuzzling you back. Aww. Uh, Tony, Tony, like, barely registers what Meredith says, and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, but not really paying attention, just saying yes to agree. <laughs> Meredith's gonna look at him, at like, staring at the bird, and like, what did I say? Uh, Sonichu's such a good bird. <laughs> Tony, repeat after me. We are not cool he, he with Tajmil. He holds Tajmil. the bird, bird up to her. He's like, see, he's such a good bird. And he starts riding her <laughs> sense of affection. Okay. Give me a, uh, a riding versus spirit. Merida, your spirit is five. Okay. I got a three, pair of threes and a nudge. I got um, a pair of threes and a pair of twos. Tony wins. All right, Merida. Sonichu is the good boy. (laughs) She's going to, like, try to be really, really stern and try to keep up her act. And then she's just going to sigh and just start petting the bird. Like, yes, Sonichu is a good bird. (laughs) Let's cut over to Tajmil. Tajmil, you meet up with this guy from your thieving crew. And, like, he looks a little exasperated. Like, boss, we've been looking for you for days. We haven't heard from you in, like, a week. We know you got the ATM, so when are we going to boost it from these guys? Listen, listen, I'm working on it. You got to give me more time, fellas. Time doesn't put food on the table. No, but you, I've all taught you all all the tricks of the trade of how to steal. There's no reason why anybody in this group of thieves should ever go hungry we're not going hungry boss we're just not getting rich like this listen the patient thief is the rich thief the one we're not gonna do a smash and grabs anymore i told you we're going in for the big dirty boys then we're gonna retire give me a charm roll plus one so three three plus one okay so three total oh boy I got a five, a three, and a one. All right, he's just going to kind of look at you. He's like, 
I'll, I'll tell the fellas, boss, but we can't live like this much longer. We're just all sitting on our hands, not doing what we used to do. We're, we're all eating, but we're not getting many money. And coin makes the world go round. So make with the boxings or you might find yourself without a crew. And he walks out the other way. Ouch. Those are painful departing words. Stuff's getting real. Is there a way for me to make it back then or, or kind of like, like just, I want to be able to like, just show up like I'm on top of a building and then be like, cause did Meredith see this person? Like, I didn't really. I don't think I saw him. No, I, I probably should have given her more dice because of her tin, but we're not going to go back and change things that we already rolled mm-hmm. right on. So I'd try and just like coin shop my way back so that I show up on like top of a roof and have my bird comes flying back from Tony and onto my shoulder. Now, going to stay there for a little while. Tony's oh, got him Tony? charmed and he's not happy with you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. If you use uh, uh, your his problem now. you could make it back to the hideout before they do. All right. Then that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Okay. Are you going inside? Yeah, sure. All right. You walk in and uh, same scene that uh, Lord Falcom found. There is this imposing woman uh, sitting at the table, uh, occasionally eating a piece of fruit and writing on a paper. Uh, another one that's not Alphonse. Please tell me my son will be by shortly. I don't know anything about this, but, you know, lady, there's a bird that he's taking care of. And uh, your son is a saint. I'm going to come out and say it. He, the man the man is a he's a GD saint. That's half the problem. Malice makes the world go round. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's just going to go right back to her parchment and keep writing and then kind of flick her quill at you in a dismissive gesture. (laughs) Get a load of this broad. All right. We will jump over to Merida and Tony now. Unless you wanted to do anything, you're going to be at the apartment ready to walk in. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So you walk in. Eleanor LaRue stands up and looks at Tony and says, Alphonse Merriweather LaRue, you do not skip town after causing such a hullabaloo without first informing the head of your household. Do I make myself clear? Tony's mouth immediately draws open and he like half stammers and gets interrupted as, as she's talking. And he immediately tries to riot her sense of calm. All right, go ahead and give me a roll. Uh, does Lord Falcom hear any of this, like, commotion? Sure. Like, we'll say you can hear, like, the doors. So you heard uh, Taj come in and, like, kind of heard the muffled exchange going on. And then you heard the second door, which, with a couple pairs of boots. So you knew that they were coming in. Okay, I'll come out and clean clothes and... Well fed and witness. Got a pair of ones. Oof, I'm gonna re-roll. Um, she also got a pair of ones. Standoff. <laughs> and this this feels very familiar to you. Yeah. Immovable force meets uh, or unstoppable force meets immovable object. Oh, mother. Hi. I uh I think I forgot something, and then he turns to, like, leave. Uh, real quick, give me a spirit roll, which is a four for you. Four, thank you. 
Jeez, she's rolling like crap. Twos. You feel like a wave of soothing, familiar soothing come over you, but you just kind of brush it off from your years of practice. <laughs> Tony's like speeds up and like opens the door and he's out as as soon as he can. Alphonse Merriweather LaRue, you return this instant or you will not keep your bead of atium. To- and Tony just stops and like slowly turns on the spot and he's just like frozen in fear. And she's going to reach into a pocket and pull the bead of ATM out and put it on the table. Now, do not get me wrong, Alphonse. I am very proud that you have made both a name for yourself and a quite a tidy profit by what this bead is worth. However, you did not use your house name when you were announced to the city! Tony just, like, stands there dumbfounded. Can you understand... Why, that makes me angry. Yes, mother. This is where I would step in. Can I step in right now? Excuse me, ma'am. I would just like to say that your son, you're you're being far too hard on him. He, He, although he might not have used the house name and gained you notoriety, what he has gained is uh, the respect of people such as me. And I would appreciate it if you would be a little easier on my friend. And I'd just stand there flipping a coin, looking at her like with a like po- laser pointer on her forehead. Give me a spirit roll. All right, I got three sixes, a five, a four, and a one. Do you want to spend two of those sixes to re-roll the rest? Yep. Oh, even worse. A six, a five, a two, and a one. All right, you feel this wave kind of hit you. And it's not subtle in any way. Just suddenly, everything except for your sense of fear and awe disappears. You no longer feel any courage. You no longer feel any empathy towards Tony. All you feel is intense. Well, not intense, but whatever fear and awe you had for this obviously powerful woman is the only thing left in your emotional spectrum right now. And she looks at you. And she just says, I thought I dismissed you already. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. I, 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 I was practicing for a play. I wasn't even talking to you, ma'am. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite, quite. <laughs> and she turns back towards Tony and she says, I'm going to give you two choices, Alphonse. I will walk away with this bead of ATM to enrich our house as your notoriety should have done. Or I am going to cut off your spending limit. Tony Tony just looks dumbfounded, and then he immediately looks to Lord Falcombe. Alphonse? Alphonse? Are you going to help us with this situation? Because that's not just your beat of ATM. Tony, Tony just, he's, he's dumbstruck in silence. He's just, like, looking at you with doe eyes like a little kid who's been abandoned by the side of the road. Merida's gonna, like, sneak up to Tony and just, like, lean into his ear and just be like, It's okay. You know how great a magician you are? You can make all that money back by yourself. You're the great Tony Darkomancy. That's right. I am the great Tony Darkomancy. I am a great magician. And then he, like, tries to do a card trick and immediately fumbles all the cards onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. 
Very well, Alphonse. You have made your choice. And she walks out of the room, leaving the bead of ATM on the table. Tony, for all intents and purposes, your resources will be at a permanent spent of seven. All right. So does that mean they're all spent now, since I already had two? No, it'll go up to seven. Okay, so I'm I'm at, at seven then, and I have two left. And so anytime you need to make a resources roll, you will only have two dice from this point on, but it's not going to affect your health. And Tony just immediately, like, shuffles towards the the nearest seat, leaving the card strewn across the floor, and he just, like, slumps into the chair and just, like, dejectedly stares at the ground and pulls fluffles off from the top of his head and just starts petting him absentmindedly. Merida's gonna grab the ATM bead and stick it in her pocket. Hold on, Merida. Are you gonna keep that safe for all of us? Or are you? Yeah, why don't I hold on to this? Because if I think I'm the no. only one that is really uh, qualified. To- Merida's no. just gonna stare at everyone and just stick it in her pocket and be like, I'm gonna stick with Tony. So if you want to be it for all of us, you're gonna stick with him. And goes over to stand by Tony, like with her arms crossed, like with her one of her hands in the pocket, like holding the ATM bead. I'm with Tony. We're part of a crew together. However, if we were about to lose the beat of Adium, I expect Tony to do what needs done. And he just mumbles pet fluffles. She's gonna just gonna stare at him and just just keep standing there. Well, we have to turn in that Adium soon so that we win our original goal of even getting the dang thing. That's fair. I'll hold on to it. And at that point, you hear a knock on the door, and we are going to end tonight's episode right there. Ta-da! I think I'm just going to give everybody a blanket two advancements across the board. Yeah. Um, I really got into that session, uh, role-playing-wise, and so I wasn't paying as much attention to advancement things that I should have, and so everybody gets two for being generally awesome. Nice. So I'm almost full on that. I've I've got three more. I'm full Same. as well. Oh, you're full now. Can, can I I spend some of it to uh, prevent myself from being too full? Uh, I'd go ahead and let you use that use that immediately to bring your resources spent to six instead of seven, or any of the other things that isn't healing a burden. Since we're not going to spend a lot of in game time. Okay. Yeah. Let me do that. So that's five. And. There will eventually be a narrative way to get rid of that burden, but if you want to spend advancements on it in the meantime, that's fine with me as well. Uh, does anybody else want to spend advancements while we're doing it? How much would it be to increase my physique? Uh, five will get you one point. Okay, I'm going to do that. Of anything? Yep. Can I um go above six on spirit? I think you can, because that's the one that you're... Like, you, that you're strong in? Yeah. Uh, I'll have to double check, though. Because if that's the case, I'll probably spend ten. Well, you can only increase one at a time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just go ahead and do it for now, and that's totally fine with me. I'll double check rules later. Falcom, did you want to spend any advancements? No, I'm fine. Uh, how close were it. you to... I got one more. Okay. 
All right. Well, that's where we're going to end this episode. Thank you all very much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed narrating it. I'm sure that the rest of the players feel the same, and we'll be sure to catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening in. Have a beautiful time. See you next time. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast. Or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.